It is so good to be up here, like Pastor Hal said. My name is Delaney, and I have the privilege of being on staff here at Grace for a little over a year now. Um, and basically, my job is to teach kids the Bible in a way that is super fun and in a way that makes them actually want to come learn about Jesus. And um, uh, my team is so great at helping me do this. And it really pays off when you have a six-year-old tell her mom that she would rather come to the zone than Disney World. What? She would rather learn about Jesus and worship Jesus than go to Disney World. Of all the places she could go in the world, in the funnest place of worlds, funnest place of worlds, she chose the zone. So I'm super proud of that. <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but um, if you ever want to spend your weekend at a place funner than Disney World, um, I know a place. Come serve in the zone. I can hook you up. We need you guys. So I had to throw that in there. Uh, but you have a lot of places you could go to on the weekends. Do we have any foodies out there? You just love to eat food. Thankfully, we live in Tampa, and there are so many great places to eat food here. Now, when there are a lot of options out there, it's really hard for me to decide. So have you ever wanted Mexican food? Anybody? Mexican food all the time. I want tacos every day. And I was driving down Del Mabry, and I got this craving for some really great tacos, some chips, and guac, and cilantro, and lime. I wanted tacos, and I saw a Moe's. It was the first thing that I saw, and I was like, you know what? It says it got what I want. It's right there. It's quick. It's easy. So, pulled into Moe's, sat in my car. I'm staring at Moe's, but I didn't get out of my car. I didn't actually go to Moe's that day because I experienced FOMO. Fear of missing out on what I really wanted. Fear of missing out on something better. Because what I really wanted was guac. I wanted guac. And I would not have been satisfied if I did not get guac. Now Moe's, it has guac. But y'all, it is not the best guac in Tampa Bay, okay? There's a Chipotle right down the road that has guac. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so I was sitting there staring at Moe's, and I was like, well, Moe's has queso. Queso is great, but it's not great for me. Doesn't settle really well. I could settle for queso, but queso, queso doesn't settle with me. So I should probably choose guac. That's the better option here, right? But, I mean, Moe's is right there in front of me. I'm already here. It's so easy. But Chipotle, it's right down the road. I literally sat in my car for 10 minutes trying to decide Moe's Chipotle, Moe's Chipotle. 10 minutes just sitting in my car. Finally, after some time, I pulled out of the parking lot and I did end up at Chipotle. Praise the Lord. Um, and I got guac, even though it was extra. It was so worth it. Now, all that to say, when there are a lot of options, I have a really hard time deciding what I want or where to go to get what I want. For example, Delaney, where do you want to go eat? <laughs> Give me like 10 minutes to look up all the menus, and then I'll let you know. Delaney, what Hallmark movie should we watch? They're all the same. Shh, no. You have to read the descriptions very carefully to decide which one you want. Delaney, what are you going to wear today? Give me like an hour to pick out all my clothes, try them all on, because there's too many options in my closet. Jesus, of all the commandments, there's a lot of them, Lord. Which is the most important? Now, unlike me, 
Jesus is perfect, so he's very decisive. And he knew right away. He said in Mark 12, 30, the most important commandment is this. The most important thing for us to do is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. He was certain. That's the most important thing for us to do. And the word love that he uses there is from a verb, agapao, which means to totally give yourself over to something. So he was certain the most important thing for us to do is to completely give ourselves to God. Not just a little bit of us, but all of our heart, all of our soul, mind, and strength, every part of us. Tonight, we're talking about a part that's a lot like the stomach that has all these cravings, our heart. Now, a little crash course on the heart. The heart, Jesus explains, is like soil. And in soil, there are seeds. So in order for us to love the Lord our God with all of our hearts, that means to give all of our hearts and everything in our hearts, all of its desires to the Lord. Now, just like there are a lot of places to go to in Tampa for Mexican food, praise the Lord, there are a lot of places we could go when our hearts want something. For example... If we want approval, yeah, sure, we could go to social media for that. If we are just tired and we want a break, yeah, we could go to alcohol. Sometimes it's right in our face. We could turn to drugs for that. Or we could just watch Netflix all day and turn our brains off. We could. If we want a relationship, if we want to be seen and heard and loved, yeah, we could go to the very first person we see, whether they are good for us or not. We could. But will that satisfy? No, it won't. So how on earth do we go to the Lord, the one who satisfies? How do we do that? It starts with FOMO. But you cannot have FOMO if you don't know. You can't have FOMO if you don't know. So, for example, I wanted Chipotle. I knew what I wanted. I wanted guac. Now, I was at the very first thing that I saw, but then I had FOMO because I knew what I wanted and I knew I'd be missing out. Now, FOMO has been around for at least 2,000 years, so I'm not the only one who gets FOMO. Um, there's a guy in the Bible... Zacchaeus, who experienced FOMO way longer before any of us have. It's in Luke chapter 19, and Zacchaeus knew what he wanted. He wanted to see Jesus, but he was short. He knew he'd be missing out on seeing Jesus, on seeing what he wanted to see if he didn't climb a tree. So he had FOMO, and he climbed a tree. Now, you guys... When your heart desires something, you have to let the fear of missing out on satisfaction, the fear of missing out on the better option, kick in. But you can't have FOMO if you don't know. So you need to know what you want. In the famous words of Ryan Gosling, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> See, I know what my stomach wants. I crave Mexican food all the time. But my heart 
God, how on earth do I figure out what my heart wants? Now, kids are a lot wiser than we are. So when I ask for wisdom, the Lord always provides, and he usually brings me wisdom through someone this tall. And it's not Zacchaeus. It's a child. It's really great. So (laughs) kids, they observe everything that they see. And then they ask questions. Miss Laney, why does your hair always change colors? Miss Laney, why are you wearing glasses? Miss Laney, what does that word mean? Ask your, ask your mom. Miss Laney, I saw you doing that. Why did you do that? Miss Laney, how did that tree get here? Well, you see, Jimmy, that tree started as a seed. Everything you see in the great outdoors, Jimmy, a little science lesson for you, starts as a seed in the soil. Everything that we do, say, surround ourselves with, starts as a desire in our heart. The Bible says that one's life is reflected in the heart. One's heart reflects the life. We show on the outside what is on the inside, just like a little seed in a soil that grows and plants a tree. So in order to know what we want, what is in our hearts, the desires, all we have to do is observe on the outside and ask ourselves why and ask other people what. Why did I just say that? How did I even get here? Why am I with him? Why am I with her? What is my motive here? Observe everything that you say, everything that you do, and ask yourself why. And then ask other people what. The Bible says that the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So when you're around your friends, ask them, what are you hearing from me? When you're around your friends, ask them, what do you see? Because what I show is something that's in my heart. So in order to know what you want, you need to ask yourself why and ask other people what. You can't have FOMO if you don't know. So know what you want. And you also need to know what you are missing out on. Like what you're really, truly missing out on. Now, I... I used to value something more than God. And you guys, if we value anything more than God, if we choose him or choose something else more than him, we will miss out. I used to value marriage and relationship over God. I would think about it more. I would pray about it more than I prayed about anything else. I would dream about it more. I would walk into a room and think, God, is my future husband in here? Instead of walking into a room and just saying, God, how can I be your hands and feet in here? I was so focused on finding one person to love that I missed out on asking God, God, how can I love everyone instead of just one person? I missed out on so many opportunities to be used by God. Now, social media is another thing that we can value above God. If we spend all of our time on social media, at the Thanksgiving dinner table, at the grocery store, we are missing out on loving other people that are right there in front of us because we are too busy showing people on our timeline a little bit of love or searching for love on social media. 
and gossip, if we choose to gossip, if we choose to lie, if we choose to trash talk when we are with our friends, we are missing out on life-giving conversations, on iron-sharpening friendships and vanity. If we choose to show ourselves off more than we show anything else off or anyone else off, ladies, if we choose, I've done this before, if we choose to show off our bodies in a way that is not pure, we will miss out on attracting the right guys, the right ones, the godly ones who are looking for a pure heart, who care more about character than looks. We're going to miss out on attracting the kind of people that God actually wants us to be with. I've chosen bitterness so many times. I've chosen to do things the way that I wanted. And I have caused other people to miss out on experiencing the love and grace of Jesus in that certain situation through me. It is the most humbling thing in the world when God's like, Delaney, I can use someone else to show them my love. I can 100% use someone else to show that person my grace and my forgiveness. I will not let that person, that lost soul, that hurting friend of yours, miss out on knowing me. I can use anyone. But Delaney, if you choose your way to follow your desires, you will miss out on the joy it is to show others who I am. You will miss out, Delaney, if you choose to follow your selfish desires. Swallowing your pride is going to cost you guac is extra. But it's worth it, okay? Denying what you want to do is so hard. But there is nothing better than doing what we were created to do, to show others Jesus. But it starts with our hearts, because just like I told little Jimmy, everything we show on the outside starts in our hearts. And thankfully, we are not a slave to our own selfish desires, because the Lord gave us his spirit. I have a challenge for you guys, a little bit of homework. Put an alarm on your phone to read Galatians 6 before you go to bed tonight. It is amazing, okay? And I love Galatians 6 because it shows that Jesus did not just come to satisfy our heart's desires, to give us the blessings that we want. He doesn't come just to satisfy. He will, but he also came to sanctify our heart's desires, to change them. Sanctification is the process of becoming more like Jesus, being different. And whether that is different from the person you were yesterday or different from the person you surround yourself with. He came not just to satisfy, but to sanctify and change your heart's desires. To show Jesus, you have to have the heart of Jesus. You have to know what he desires. And guess what? We don't have to be undecided about what he desires because it's written right here. This is so great. Literally, Jesus' life shows us what is in his heart so we can study his life and know what he desires and not miss out 
on being a part of that, on having those desires as well. FOMO is great fuel. It got me in my car headed to Chipotle, so I didn't miss out on some really great guac that day. It, it got Zacchaeus up in a tree. And Jesus saw him and called him down, and he got to experience Jesus that day. FOMO is great fuel. Maybe you're here tonight because you've experienced FOMO. Maybe you are here because you see other people your age have something that you don't. A peace that you don't have yet. A strength, a joy. You see someone your age, someone that you, they have something that you want. And you're like, okay, well, I heard about this Jesus guy. Zacchaeus heard about him too. That's why he climbed a tree. And that's why you're here. Maybe getting here was hard like climbing a tree. But what happened after Zacchaeus climbed a tree? If we skip ahead in the story, we see that he was changed. He was different. Proves that Jesus does not just come to satisfy, but he also sanctifies us and changes us. Zacchaeus was greedy first, and then he was generous. But I want to look at Luke 19, verse 6. It says Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Jesus called him, and he quickly came down in great excitement and joy. Maybe you have gotten used to climbing trees. I naturally just go to Chipotle now. I don't even think about going to Moe's. I just go straight to Chipotle because it's just natural. Maybe... You're just so used to coming to the exchange that it's just habit. And that's a great habit to have. Keep coming. We love you guys. But how do we enter the presence of God every single day with that same joy and excitement every single time? And not just, eh, wholeheartedly, half-heartedly. How do we do it wholeheartedly with great excitement and joy? We need to know the value of Jesus. Know the value of who we are coming to. In John 6:35, Jesus said that I am the bread of life. Chipotle is life. Jesus is the bread of life. See where I got that from. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. He's not just talking about Chipotle and Moe's and never hungering again. He's talking about the most hungry part of us, our hearts. He satisfies the deepest parts of us, and only he can. We could have so much stuff, so many blessings, but if we do not have Jesus, we are missing out. We are going to keep missing out and never be satisfied. And here's the thing, if we only have Jesus, we are never missing out. We will never miss out because Jesus satisfies nothing else. He is the best option for our hungry hearts. So I got to Chipotle, and then what happened? Well, my Instagram speaks what my stomach is full of. I have a highlight reel of all my food. Seriously, um, if you ever want to know what's in my stomach, just look at my Instagram. <laughs> And in the same way, you guys, our lives show what's in our heart. 
You see, God intentionally, purposefully designed our hearts this way. Because he knows that if we love him, if we choose what he wants over what we want, if we love him with all of our hearts and give all of our hearts and its desires to him, we will show him on the outside to a world that so desperately needs to see him. We will be the beggars pointing to where we found what satisfies, pointing to the bread of life. And if we are to point others to Jesus, to get people to go to the Lord instead of the worldly things, what they see right in front of them, if we are the ones pointing others to Jesus, we need to live a life that causes other people to have FOMO. People cannot have FOMO and go to the Lord if you don't show them what they're missing out on. People will either see my Instagram and either want to go to the places that I eat or not. It all depends on where I go. It all depends on where I go to get satisfied. And in the same way, people will either see your life and experience FOMO or not, depending on where you are going to get satisfied, what you are turning to. So ask yourself another question. Be a little kid at heart and keep asking yourself questions. Are you showing something that people want to miss out on? Something that they're like, eh, I'll do without. I'm good. No thanks. I don't like that. I'm better off without that. Or are you showing people what they are truly missing out on? Are you showing them who they truly need, the character of Jesus, the only person that will ever satisfy? Are you showing him? showing others through your actions and your words. I love what Paul said in Galatians. He said, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. If you are a believer, you have the spirit inside of you and his desires, so you better show it. But in order to show it, our hearts cannot have two conflicting seeds in the soil. You have to get it out. It's like, okay, God, the Father, Jesus said, is like a gardener. He wants to come and till the soil of your hearts and get rid of all of those selfish desires and put in his desires. And it's not as hard as we think because everything he wants is right in here. Read your Bibles. <laughs> the one who loved you with all of his heart, with the kind of love that he gave literally his whole entire self for you, to you. That's the one that needs to be shown and that. You have him in your heart if you believe. So let's be the kind of church that points people to Jesus. It says, Chipotle is life. Jesus is life. I found what satisfies. But people can't have FOMO and go to the Lord if you don't show them and tell them what they're missing out on. 
I love you guys. Can I pray with you? God, help us, Lord, to want what you want. It is so hard, God. Because we are all sinners. And just like my Mexican food cravings come back, Lord, I know my selfish desires come back often. But would you be greater in us? Would you show us what you want us to do in a moment, what you want us to say, what you want us to hold back so that we don't miss out and so we don't cause other people to miss out on knowing you? Lord, we want to know you and make you known. I thank you that you not just satisfy us. Lord, I thank you that you are everything that we could ever need. But I thank you also that it is your spirit and your word that changes our heart's desires so that we don't miss out. Lord, continue to move in our hearts and we give our whole hearts to you because you did the same for us. I love you, Father, and I thank you for every single person in this room. I pray that you would just speak to them continually throughout the week. I love you, Jesus, and it's in your name that I pray. Amen.